I just got a bad vibe from him. It wasn't like he didn't see value in it or anything like that. What I really think is that he didn't like me telling him what to do. I'm the owner of the company. I damn well ought to be able to tell him what to do. Anne smiled, one of her wise and knowing smiles, and paused just for a moment. You're dealing with a new and unique generation of people here. I remember when my son played Park District Baseball. At the end of the season, every player on the team got a trophy. What was the trophy for? What did the winners get? Roger asked. There weren't any winners, Anne replied. Or rather, everyone was a winner. They treated them all the same. Roger looked at her incredulously. That doesn't make any sense. How do you instill a sense of achievement if you teach them that everybody wins? It's just how this generation was raised. But with that in mind, I have a suggestion. I'm open to any you can provide, Roger said, shaking his head in frustration. Another thing this generation is really big on is rewards. Small rewards for doing a good job. My kids play all kinds of games online and they get virtual medals and coins for making it to another level. Sometimes they can redeem the rewards for additional play or just hints on getting to another level. But most of the time, it's just for the warm feeling of being rewarded for having done something right. You want me to create a reward? Roger asked. Yes, Anne replied. It doesn't have to be anything with significant value. We have our monthly newsletter, The Stuart Cycle. What if I had a section that recognised people for doing a good job? It could be a high fives of the month, or something like that, to recognise people for a job well done. It wouldn't be just Phil, it could be for anyone in the company. I've heard things about Holly down in packaging. She does such a good job, her name would be in there every other newsletter. So when would I give one to Phil? If he does a good job putting together a timeline, you give him one of those recognitions. When he does a good job on the budget, he gets another one, Anne replied. Roger slanted his head back and said, So let me get this straight. You want me to reward him for doing something he's supposed to do anyway. In a sense, it's kind of a combination of reward and incentive. You give Mark and me bonuses at the end of each year. That's a way for rewarding us for what we should have been doing anyway, right? But it's also an incentive for continuing doing it. Think of it as a similar perk. Roger shook his head. It just seems to me this generation seems to have a huge sense of entitlement. They do, Anne agreed. Our generation of parents has generally focused so much on their self-esteem that maybe they went overboard. We taught them that no one is better than they are. Parents in our generation have done more to befriend them than be their disciplinarians. As a result, they not only have a sense of entitlement, but also have a high level of self-confidence. The benefit of that is that they want to contribute right out of the gate and have the confidence to do it. They remind me of some rich kids I grew up with, Roger replied. They're a lot like those kids, Anne said. They're not used to going without things. They want things right away. But there's one other thing that's very different about this generation, Roger. What's that? They grew up with this technology, Anne answered. They've never known a world without it. Think back to your grandparents' generation. Some of them had to get water from a well, and if nature called, it meant a trip outside. Maybe that's where that expression came from. By the time our generation came around, we had inside plumbing. We couldn't fathom going to an outside toilet, and hot and cold running water is just part of life. To our grandparents, these were amazing new technological advancements for society. Our generation, on the other hand, has always viewed it as an expectation. This is how kids who have grown up at the tail end of the 20th century view the internet 
and the myriad of other things we call technology. You and I have seen the introduction of cell phones and the internet and watched all of it evolve to the point it is today. Yes, Roger agreed. We've seen amazing technological advances in just the last two decades. But that's the difference, Anne said. Phil's generation doesn't see it as technology. To them, it's always been there. It's like running water to them. Roger looked at Anne deep in thought. Finally, he said, That's a very interesting concept. Anne continued, As a result, they're very comfortable with the technology. You and I have apprehensions about any new technology. Their attitude is, bring it on. They're very open to changes and advances in all this stuff. That's why he knows so much about social media and blogging. He's not just learning it, he uses it every day, as commonly as using the kitchen sink. So, as much as you have to teach him and mentor him about business...